We're learning the fourth Sikha in Parshas Lech Lecha, in Chelek Tezvav, on page 93. This Sikha here is a Sikha that's primarily based around the Gemara that speaks about the purpose of creation of man. Adam la'omu yulad. Man is created to toil. And for the most part, it's from a Fabrengen, Yudal Nisan Tavshin Lamed Beis, where the Rebbe spoke about this subject at great length. And you can take a look at there in the Sikhis at the Fabrengen. It's much more expounded upon than what we have here in the Sikha. And it's also connected, as we'll see, to a Pasuk in this week's Parsha, what Avram Avinu says in this week's Parsha. The Shir today is being learned, Lelinishmas, Rabbi Yisif bin Yamin, bin Rabbi Nasha Kaltman. In Shaykhis to the Avtoche von Eibishten to Avramen, Lezaracha etein es ha'aretz azais. Hashem promises Avram Avinu, I will give this land to your descendants. Zokter in Medrish, the Medrish says, V'shosh ha'oy Avram is halach baram narayim, when Avram walked around where he was living in Aram narayim, outside Eretz Yisrael. He saw the people eating and drinking and acting wild. Omar, he said, I wish that I have no portion in this land. Didn't want to live among such kind of people. When he came to Eretz Yisrael, an area that's called Sulama Shaltzur, because it's a steep hilltop that you have to climb up with a ladder. He saw people working in the field, weeding the field, and doing productive things. Omar Avram said, I wish that my portion should be here amongst these people in this land. For your descendants, I will give this land. Now, so the Rebbe says, what do we see here in this Medrash? We see here the Medish connects Hashem's promise to give this land to Avram's descendants with this, that what was Avram Avinu's wish? That he wishes to be here with these people in this land. It's because he saw people in this land are occupied with work in the field. Is the fun fashtandek, so we understand over here uh, the, from this medrash, as the mile of Zeris asks the this advantage of Ram saw of these people being occupied with work is given the sibbe. This is the reason nit not Avram's rotten sedem land, not only for Avram's desire to live here amongst these people in this place, this is also the reason why Hashem promises Eden to have this portion of Yisrael as the, the land of Avram Avinu's descendants. But the question on this is, what's the connection of the nature of what people are doing then in the time of Avram to the Zaracha, the descendants later? That I wish that my portion should be here in this land. So what this means as well is, as that he's going to get one portion amongst the other people living there. Because people here are working. So let's move on. This is something we can understand. Avram wants to live in good company. He wants to live with people that are acting and behaving normally, properly. 
not amongst people that are eating, drinking, and just being wild. So that we understand why this was Avram's desire. However, when Hashem promises that I will give this land to your descendants, that means Hashem is going to give this entire land to the Yidin alone. They'll have this as an inheritance and they'll conquer it. If so, the question is, is Why should this be connected to the good behavior of those people that are living here in this land? They're not going to be living amongst the other people together with them. They're going to be conquering and inheriting this entire territory without anyone else there. Furthermore, the question is, the behavior of people then in the time of Avram's lifetime, which is not relevant many, many years later when Yidin came to conquer Yisrael. So why is that what happened when Avram saw in his lifetime relevant to the Haftach for Yidin, for the descendants many years later when they are conquering the entire territory for themselves? So seemingly, this question could be answered as the from the the behavior of people living in a certain land, vice of the from the This actually is an indication of the nature of the very land itself. There's the famous Maimon Chazal in the story of the Miraglim that says that when you see people living in a certain land with a certain behavior, it doesn't only tell you something about the people, but it also tells you about the nature of this land. A certain land produces refined people, other lands produce vulgar people, and so on. So over here, if Ramavinu sees the way people are behaving in a, specific, in a specific place, this gives him an indication about the land itself. So that explains why this is a reason also for the promise of Hashem, for Avram Avinu's descendants, that at Yisrael, the land is a good place. However, the question is, Chazal Zogin. The Medrash tells us, that the, the actions, the behavior of the Kananim that lived in at Yisrael was the most inappropriate and the lowest level more than all other nations. And that area specifically in Eretz Yisrael where Yidin come to conquer their territory, the Canaanim. Well, there's another Gersa here instead of Neskavnu, Nesyashvu. There where Yidin are settling in Eretz Yisrael. That was where the worst elements of the Goyim, of the Canaanim lived. Their behavior was worse than anybody else from all other nations. If so, Umbibalt, Asbachlaz, and the Maisen from the Canaanim, Givem, Mekulkolem, Mekolem. So we understand that the, the actions, the behavior of the Canaanim is worse than all other nations. Including this nation, the people in Aram Naraim that Avram Avinu saw. If so, how can we say that this one advantage that the people, the Canaanim living in Eretz Yisrael have, that they are busy with work, and from this we understand also that this is the one good character that there is regarding the land that it produces such kind of people that are not going to sit around and do nothing or just behave wildly but work this should overweigh or outweigh all other deficiencies all other issues that there is with these people biz 
as to leave them is dafke zi an art versus roi for Yidin. And because of this, this is the land that's befitting for Yidin to inherit. What is so significant about Malach, the fact that you have people that keep themselves busy with labor, with work, that this is the land that Avraham Avinu wants his children to live in. Everything besides Malacha, the Canaanim living here, were Mekulkalim. They were on the lowest level. So there must be something that's very unique about the work, the Eisek B'Malacha, which is the cause for Avraham Avinu to desire this land, not just for himself, but Hashem promises it for his descendants. So explain, to explain this, the Rebbe is going to give a lengthy introduction and an explanation, beautiful, fascinating explanation in the Gemara in Sanhedrin. And, at, and after all, the Rebbe will come back to explain the Pshatnas. So to understand the significance and the advantage that there is in people that are working, labor. So the Gemara tells us, I believe... I didn't uh, I have to look. Maybe it's Amar Abacher, but I think it's Amar Abelazar. Kol Adam la'amal nivra. Every person is created to toil. Shenemar, as the Pasuk says, ki Adam la'amal yulad. A human being is born to toil. But then the Gemara continues and says, Eini yedeya im la'amal pen nivra, im la'amal malachan nivra. What kind of a work, what kind of a toil is a person created for? Is he created... To work with his mouth, speaking, the, the power of speech? Or is it labor, physical labor to work? There's a Pasuk that says, That his mouth is pressing him. Which means that a person living in this world is pressed to use his mouth, to converse, conversation, to communicate. So this Pasuk is teaching me that a person is created for the power of his words, to utilize that power to work, to communicate in conversation. That's, that's the purpose of a person's creation. However, I could still have a doubt what exactly does this mean. If a person is created to work with or to toil with his mouth, does that mean to toil with using his mouth and learning Taita or using his mouth for conversation, for Sicha? The Pasuk says, The Seifa Teira should not move from your mouth. So from this we understand that a person is created in this world to toil in using his mouth to learn Teira. So we have three different ideas that the Gemara brings up what it means when it says, In the beginning it suggests that perhaps a person is created to toil in physical labor. Then it says, no, we could see from the Pasuk that it refers to toiling with your mouth. But then the Gemara says, perhaps that means sicha, conversation. And then the Gemara concludes, it refers to using your mouth to learn Teda. Isn't it move on? So the question of this Gemara is, How could there even be a thought to say, That creation of man is for the purpose of toiling and labor. What kind of an advantage is there in the, that we would say this is the whole purpose? A person that is toiling in labor, that it would be possible to say, that this is the whole purpose of a person being created. This is what he's created for to work hard physically. How could that be the whole entire purpose of creation? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's necessary for a person to work. 
<coughs> sorry, to make a parnasa, an income, and so on. Definitely, it's a, it's a part of life. But to say that this is what a person is created for, the Gemara even has a doubt about this. How could the Gemara even say this? Al-Darach says, let's move on. Also, the question here is, the second idea the Gemara suggests Perhaps a person is created to toil with his mouth in conversation. What does this mean? A person is created in order to engage in conversation and communicate. That's the purpose of a person's creation, to use his mouth to speak, to communicate. The Rambam speaks at length about the various different things a person speaks about. Most of the things that a person speaks about are negative. There's only a small category of a person's speech which is positive, And a person should be sticking to that. Which means he's going to end up speaking much less than he does. So how can we say that the whole entire purpose of a person is sicha? Without specifying what kind of sicha. Which would seem to be all-inclusive. A person should be living in this world with the purpose for conversation. What is that supposed to mean? The question here is even greater. According to what it's known as, even anything, a thought, an idea that's brought up just as an idea of a suggestion, but it's not the final conclusion, is also part of Taita. So we can't say over here that the Gemara is bringing this up just by means of getting to the bottom line that it refers to Taita, but it is really absolutely no validity to the idea that a person is created to toil in labor or to toil in conversation. If the Gemara is bringing this up, as an idea, and it has a doubt about this in the beginning, it's part of Torah. As it's clear from the fact, that when one learns just a question of Torah, or an idea and a suggestion brought up in Torah, without seeing the answer or the conclusion, is a before you learn this, you have the obligation to say, as it is before you learn anything in Torah, including a question, because this is part of Torah. So how in Teda could there even be such an idea? You say to Mizu, furthermore, in the Brache, in the Brache Zokter, on Ruf Tesan, Teirasoi, Teirasemes. When you say the Brache of Berches HaTeda, we refer to it as to Hashem's Teda, the Teda of Truth. So this haste, if so, this has to mean, as in the Kashiach, Kislok Adaitach V'chulu, when you're learning a question, or a Kislok Adaitach, an idea in Teda, which is not the conclusion, is Doa Pratu Svara Amitis. There is an aspect of this, there's an idea here, which is actually true. However, applying it here, it cannot be fully applied and therefore it's refuted. But there has to be a point in this question or in this idea that was suggested that's absolutely true. And therefore it's referred to as Teira Samas. So how can we say that there's a kernel of truth or there's a point of truth in this concept that Amal Melacha is the purpose of creation or Amal Sicha is the purpose of creation? So Al-Darach says, So the Rebbe explains it and applies it. Over here we understand that in our point, in our, in our case as well. Whatever content there is here, whatever, however we're going to explain the advantage that there is in, in uh, the toil of labor or the toil of conversation or speech, and therefore there is an idea to say that this is the purpose of creation of man, this is not refuted, even after the Gemara concludes that man is created to toil in Teireh, the suggestions before are not completely refuted. 
Says Nar, however, what the Gemara is concluding is, as a mal, melacha, visiche, the toil of labor and speech, they're not sufficient to be the ultimate purpose of man. But they are a certain stage and a certain part of the purpose of the creation of man. Malacha, and then even more so, Sikhe, and the ultimate purpose is Teireh. And under the to put this in different words, the Seder on Yanim from the Shaklavatariya and Gemara, when you see the order of the discussion in the Gemara, which toil is a person created for, the Ashik Asalkadaitach, so the first suggestion as La Amma Malachan Nibra, created to toil and labor. The Tzvetik Asalkadaitach, then the second suggestion as La Amma Nivra, a person's created to toil in, in conversation. And the Maskana as La Amma Nivra, and then the conclusion that a person is created to toil in Taira, as the Pasik says, La Yamish Sefa Taira Zemi Picha. Is Oiskahalten und bleibt Oichlafi Mahamaskana. This discussion in the Gemara and the three steps, the way the Gemara goes through this, this itself is the way it should be applied in real life. Which means, in order for a person to reach the ultimate purpose of his creation, which is that he has to toil in learning you have to go through the steps exactly the way the Gemara suggests them. First, the toil and labor, then you rise to the next level, and from there, and only after the, the two stages of Amal Malach and Sikha do you come to the highest level, which is Amal Taira. When he takes the other two levels of toil of Malach and Sikha and connects it now with his Taira, that is when a person will come to the ultimate fulfillment of the purpose of his creation. If it's just Amal Taira, not connected to Amal Malach and Amal Sikha, so then he's lacking in the full fulfillment of the purpose of, of creation. This itself, this process, the way it's discussed in the Gemara, this itself is also telling you what is the ultimate purpose of the Amal Taira, that it should be along with Amal Sikha and Amal Malach. So the question is, why is this so? I mean, Taira is above all else and is no, has completely no relation to Malacha or Sikha, seemingly. So why is it that the ultimate purpose of Mal is fulfilled when it comes together with Hamal Malach and Hamal Sikha? So this will be understood by first explaining Let's have a better understanding. What Bechal is this whole premise here? What's this whole idea that the Gemara and the Pasuk tells us Adam Amal Yulad, man is created to toil. What is the, what is the value in, in, in toil? That this is why man is created. This is so valuable that this is the entire purpose of a person's creation. He's born for this. So seemingly, we can ask the following question. If Hashem is the essence of good, the ultimate nature of goodness, so why did Hashem set up creation in such a manner as their men that a person should constantly need to be relying on toiling and working hard, effort. This is the only way a person can be accomplished in this world. This is the only way that a person can fulfill his purpose in this world. That's the nature of things in this world. Why did Hashem create the world in such a way? 
If the, what, what's the ultimate goodness? Seemingly the ultimate goodness is provide for every person the ultimate goodness of life without having to work hard for it. Can it again? So now one, you can't answer and say the following. The reason why Hashem wants you to work for what you earn and accomplish, as does is the five as a mensch betivoi, because naturally a person has hot tainuk be ikifon azach vasa bakum to rezain haravanya. When do you have true satisfaction and pleasure? It's when you gain and earn something that you worked on. This is understood from what the Gemara says. A person would rather have a smaller measure, one kav of something that's his own that he worked on, than a gift or something that nine times as much, but it's not yours, it's something that your friend gives you. So this is human nature. So on the contrary, this is the ultimate goodness. You should feel the real satisfaction of life, that it's something that you earn. And that's why Hashem creates us with this drive and this nature of Adam lo amul yulat in order to be able to achieve and feel the real satisfaction, the real goodness in this world. So we can't say this. This is not a, a, a this is not a valid answer, not a sufficient answer to explain why Hashem creates us this way. Varom ati teva gufe. This very nature is nitken inyan achreichim mitzadatzme. This is nothing that must be this way. Not the Rebbe Shtaratas as they might be given and mentioned. It's Hashem that created this feeling and nature in people. That people do not feel satisfied or don't feel a pleasure until it's something that they don't work on on their own. If it's not yours, you don't feel the same satisfaction. Who created this nature? Hashem. So the question comes back. So why is it that Hashem created man in such a way that he only has satisfaction or pleasure from things that he has to toil and work hard on? And not from things that just come easy and for free, that Hashem should just grant us everything and we should feel the same real internal satisfaction just like we know of today when it's something that you work on when you, and, you, and you gain on your own. So the explanation, the answer for this is as follows. What's the real, genuine, and ultimate goodness? Is as the mensch zol degreichen. It's for a person to reach. Nit nor the hechste shleimus versus da in geder an evraim. For a person to receive and have or rise to a level which is the highest level a person can come to within the framework of being a created human being. Naraich, but even more so, amadrege versus versus an ear verta kaviachol doim lebayre. A person should come to a level where he becomes godlike. He becomes similar to the Creator Himself. Based on what the Gemara says, that we become partners with Hashem in creation. That's the ultimate goodness. Ultimate goodness is not goodness within the limits of creation, but goodness means to become, to rise to the level, to be like a partner with Hashem. So therefore, so the Ebesher created the nature. In creation, as the mensch, that a person should not receive his necessities all prepared for him. Something you have to toil and work hard for. So now that through this, so now this elevates him, that he's not only a recipient, as it would naturally be. A human being, a created being, is a recipient from the Creator that created him and provides him and gives him everything he needs. 
the Shleimus when Anivra, which would be the ultimate level a person can come to when he's a full recipient, when he's fully open and he's a Kaili to receive from above, not Oich to do the Madrega von Mashpia Umahave, but actually to rise to a level where he becomes the giver. He is the provider. He is the one that's creating the goodness that he has. Similar to the position that the Creator himself is in, where the Abishter creates and gives. By the fact that the necessities and things that a person has in life are things that he works on and creates for himself, by himself. So this itself explains is the time of the Teva now. This is the reason why human nature is as a mensch a person does not have pleasure. Things that he gets for free. The Gemara actually says a person is embarrassed of this. This is called shame bread. While in them Adam is mutba. It's very deeply ingrained in a human being. As ein tafgud and shleimus is. That his mission, his purpose in this world is to sein nitnar amakabel. Not only to be a recipient. But also to be a giver. Similar to the creator himself. Very powerful word that I was saying here. Simply you would think the reason why... A person that looks at things that he gets for free as Nama de Chesufa comes from a selfish place. Because so you, you think to yourself, this is not mine. I didn't accomplish this. Something, someone else is giving it to me. I didn't accomplish this. So if there's less I in it, so there's less feeling of accomplishment here. But the Rebbe says, no, it's the exact opposite is true. The fact that you don't feel accomplishment or satisfaction in something that you didn't work on on your, on your own is because it's ingrained in you to want to be godlike. The purpose of your creation is ingrained in you to the extent that anything you receive as a gift, you never feel the same satisfaction or sometimes even to the point to feel embarrassed like it's something that you created, you provided, you brought this about because then you're godlike. Unbelievable. The myth is move on. Now with this we can understand for us, the Gemara is as the Adam is Bashafen Gemara and Amal Malacha. Why the first suggestion the Gemara says is that when it says, Adam Lamal Yulad, what does this refer to? Amal Malacha. Simply to, to work hard, to toil and labor, physical work in the world. Vibalt as the Milo von Amal, since the advantage of hard work is thus was durchdem, werter Adam der Heuben zu der Dage von Mashpia. The idea here is to lift up a person, that he should come to the level to be a giver, like the Creator. It's a partner with Hashem in creation. So the first idea that Gemara suggests is, it would be logical to say, where, in what area does the toiling have to primarily be? So it shouldn't be in such matters that are related to the person and his level who he is. The point of this toiling is not about yourself. Not in Zachin, was Mashpia in but rather in areas where here you can be giving and providing and, and, and contributing to creation. To creation, to the elements of creation of Daimim Tsumayachai that exist in the world that Hashem created. And then you become a partner. Now you become a partner in those elements of creation. On the fast, so therefore, is the erish the The first suggestion of the Gemara is as Adam lo amal yulad meant that a person is created to toil. What does this refer to? Nita mal not toiling in conversation. Adar amal or teira vazeir inyan is nitin veltzachin. 
conversation or Torah does not relate to creation, to matters in the world. Not as meant a mal malacha, but rather refers to a mal malacha, to toiling in labor and physical labor, engaging with the physical elements of the world. This refers to the fact that a person works hard in his labor. And of course, the main element of this is when a person works and engages with the world in the proper way, according to what Taita wants from him. But thus is the Pirish von Amal Malacha Okidlikamon Siv Zion. That's the real idea of Amal Malacha, not just simply the sweating of the labor, but also or primarily the fact that he's engaging with the world in a tighter manner. Is Erpoyalumashpia and the Briya, so through this he will have an impact and he will influence creation as Izal Zainkid the Boy, that the world should be the way it should be. It should be elevated to be appropriately according to Taita. This is where the person becomes a partner in in this element of creation, the Daimim Tzimeachai that he's engaging with in this Amal Malacha Al Pitayra. That's the first idea of the Gemara, and that would, that's the initial step, and that's what makes the most sense. Aber, however, from them alone, as the Inyana Amal, However, this idea here itself that we see, what's the point of this Amal? What's the point that Hashem creates a person to work? This is in order to elevate you to become a partner with Hashem in creation. So from this we can understand, as I cannot succumb into Tachlis, Vishlemis Hashutvis, you cannot come to the ultimate level of partnership with Hashem, Durach Amal Malacha Alein. Through your toiling and labor. You also have to add to this another level in your toiling, which is Amal Siche in conversation. So, again, as I ever said before, we're not negating the necessity of Amal Malacha. This is the nature of creation that the necessities of a human being come through hard work because that is a part of the fulfillment of the Kavana of becoming a Shutif, the emphasis being a Maise Bereshis. But now, to understand how you can rise to being a partner, to becoming closer to a real partnership, sort of equal, in quotations, with Hashem, for that, you're going to have to add, a malsiche. What does a partnership mean? Partnership means when you become godlike, you're similar to your Creator. So since the Ebishter himself is not only a provider that adds and gives and contributes to creation, Hashem is the one that created. He's Mechadish. He brings in something novel in, 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 into creation or by the very creation itself. His move on, so it's understood, so the partnership of the human being with Hashem in creation is a shlemis dekir will only be complete nar dan poiled a chiddush in the in the bria. He has to be providing and adding something to the extent that we can say that the human being is bringing a chiddush, some new element in creation. So his hashpa has to be similar to the idea of hashpa the way it exists by Hashem, a hashpa that has an element of chiddush to it. And therefore, is amal malacha leinet maspek. The toil and labor is not going to be sufficient. When a person toils and labor in the proper way according to Torah, he's certainly elevating creation, so he adds, he contributes to creation. 
but that's not enough. Warum wie bald als der Koyach Asiyah von Amal Malache drückt sich nicht aus, die Meile von dem Adam legabi andere Sugiabria over here, in your engaging in creation and working in creation, it does not necessarily express the unique contribution that only a human being could add to creation. Weil der Koyach Asiyah ist verran euch bei Balichayim. Because the, the power of action is not only a human power, but it's found by animals as well. So there's nothing novel about a malmulacha that's uniquely human-like that you're adding to the world. A chiddush that you're bringing to the world that it doesn't have without you. The ribber tutor oich oif velt nor as a illui vosis be'erech to the briyah from Balichayim. So therefore, whatever you're contributing in the world by this malmulacha, You're only adding and elevating and designing and, and moving things around in the world, all be'erech, all within the framework of the existence of the world. But you're not contributing and adding something to the world of a different, completely different element of existence, something that's human, that's above the existence of the world. A chiddush in debriyeh, something novel that comes from the human being uniquely, higher than the world. When you take this Amal Malacha and then you connect it as well with Amal Sikha, the toil and conversation, is the Malacha on Ashpah and Welt, as the Malacha on Ashpah and Welt is in an Eifen. So now you're toiling and you're providing and adding into the world is in such a manner, was an is the Maila from Minamedabe, So here you're adding something novel to the world. You're adding to the world your power of, of conversation, your power of speech. That's the medaba, the human being that could converse. So this, you're now adding a chiddush, something new to the world. Which the world does not contain on its own at all. Before there's a human being and, and his entity that adds this element of pe'a It doesn't exist within the framework of the world itself. So here you're becoming a shutif, more similar to the way it is by the Ebishter himself, adding a certain chiddush into the world. That's the second idea the Gemara says. However, even this is not the ultimate level of partnership with Hashem. Er hat nicht kein Chelik in sein Beschaffung bechlal und von sein Koyach Adibur befrat you still do not have a part in creation in general, including also your power of speech, specifically that we're speaking about here in the second idea of what the person is adding in creation. But now when you take all of this and you connect it with toiling in Teire, it's Hashem's Teire, Creator's Teire, Hashem and His Teire are one and the same. And it's you, it's your toiling in the Teire. So now this Teire, which is Hashem's Teire, by you toiling in this Teire, it becomes your Teire. Now you accomplish something completely new in relation to the entire creation in general. You've now unified and brought together the whole entire creation with 
the creator of the world through the Torah that you're learning. It's through introducing and bringing Torah into the world that you now become similar to the creator himself. Because you're introducing into the world not only something new as far as the human being is concerned, your speech that you're bringing into the world, but you're bringing the Torah into the world and you're connecting the entire world to its creator. That's the ultimate shutfis that you could be as a giver into the world through learning Taita. But as we understand over here, each one of these stages is necessary because if you're going to just have the Amal Taita itself and in all other areas, creation is what it is for itself and a person doesn't have to work for any of his necessities and it's just the Taita itself, so then that creation to the Daimon Tzameachai, to the elements of Maise Bereshis would not happen. The point of here is to bring the emes of Teire, which is the Eibishter, Teire Asai, and connect it to the Amal Sicha and then to the Amal Malacha to create it to the whole, to, to connect it, that is, to the entire creation, to the lowest elements of creation. So the stages of the Gemara is actually the explanation of how this works in life as well. To explain this Gemara, on a deeper level, according to Chassidus, what the Gemara is talking about when it speaks about Amal Malacha, Amal Sicha, and Amal Taira. In the meaning of Amal Malacha and Amal Sicha, regarding explaining what this means, toil and labor, toil and speech, or in conversation, is Kvaktishis Marivichomi Admur Mavayer, the Friedrich Rebbe explains in Amayma. As Amal Malacha meant, what does Amal Malacha mean? Shiyase Malachtoi Be'amuna, that a person should do his work. Honestly, which or, or what does Bemuna here mean? He actually says different a little bit than honestly. This actually means doing work with Amuna, with your belief in Hashem. That's Hashem that's really the one providing for you. And Hashem will help you finish whatever you have to, that it should be for a blessing. That's the idea of Amal Malacha, to bring Hashem into your Malacha. That it should be Malacha the way a Yid works, with the absolute Amuna. What's the idea of toiling in conversation? Is his askus betfila. This refers to a person davening, occupying himself with davening. As we see this in the Gemara, the expression of sicha refers, like it says, what does this mean? To, to, to daven to Hashem. So toil in conversation doesn't just mean the power of speech, but it means davening. That has been this explanation of the Fidig Rebbe is the Yisait from the Ibn the Mountain Beer. This is actually the premise for or the foundation of the explanation before as Amal Malache is an Inyim versus Be'erech to the Bria. That the first suggestion of the Gemara, Amal Malache to toil and labor, is a person contributing and adding in creation through this, but he's adding something which is still within the framework of creation. When a Malsich is Hecha from the Bria. When a person toils in conversation, he's doing something novel, a chiddush. He's adding something to the Bria that's higher than what the Bria has for, for itself. And here, according to the Bria, the Friedrich Rebbe will understand this on a much deeper level. The idea of Amal Malach, which means a person going out into the world like a yid goes into the world, with, with the Amunah and Hashem, everything he does in work, it's all with the, the ingrained with that Amunah that Hashem is providing for him here. This does not elevate the, the person or the world to a level, connecting to a level of godliness which is completely above the existence of creation. 
Warum? Since those go for Vesadaf on Teva, the very fact that this person has to go out and work and utilize the means of nature in order to make an make income. Is of course because of the limitations of the existence of the world. Of the world. On the far so therefore, Agam Zanamam Loch is Durugunomen, Mitteramuna Bashem, Shuhuazanavam Umafarnas. So, yes, his work is completely permeated with Yamuna, that it's not just the nature of the world and his actions that is the source of his blessing, but it's the Abishter that's really providing for him. On Niti Darkiatava Mitzaratsum, not just nature. But nevertheless, the Gerechte Durchdem Bloisam Adrege in Elokos was his Melubishen Welt. He still is only connecting to a level of godliness relating to the world because his Amuna is in relation to his work in the world. That he believes that Hashem is here providing to him within the framework of his work that he's doing. So, therefore, this is a level of godliness related and enclosed and, and involved with the Mitzvahs of the world. That's why through Amal Malachi, yes, you do introduce, you're bringing a level of a lakusim to the world, but only a level that's be'erech, to the mitzvahs of the world. By contrast, when it comes to a yidat daven, Amal Siche is in Yonah. What's the idea of davening? It's like a ladder which is positioned on the ground and it extends all the way up to heavens. The halaw from him adam omatala to elevate a person from below to above. Bismagia shemaima he reaches into heavens. This expression of shemaima means hecha from the bria to go out of the limitations of creation. Deribe therefore ventsizamen mit amal malacha went together with this the, the toil of labor within the world within the framework of creation is oich do amal siche the toiling and davening tutmenoif in the bria tois vesili. This brings a tremendous elevation to the existence of the world. Higher than the world is on its own. Out of the limitations of the world. This is the idea of the, of the ladder which is positioned on the ground and extends up to heaven. As durch tefille is the halo, when a yid davens, what is he elevating? The idea here is he's not only elevating himself in his davening, he elevates from the lowest level of arzius, of earthliness, of the lowest elements of the world to the Eibishter. To the beginning was his hecher from Welt. To the, to, to the level of Shemaima, Bistu Shemaima, which is to the, to the levels of godliness, which is completely higher than the world. So the point over here is, if it was just the Amal Sicha alone, so then the idea of davening was just to elevate the person that's davening. But when the Amal Sicha comes along with the Amal Malacha, that this is a human being that lives in this world and engages with the world and toils and labor in the world, and that human being comes and davens and connects to Hashem, so he elevates all of his Amal Malacha, all of it, even that element of his life and of his existence and of the earthliness gets elevated to the Ebeshter as well in his davening. So now we go to the conclusion of the Gemara. Although the davening of a yid is it elevates the world to a level which is higher than it is on its own. Davening alone will not bring about a true chiddish, something which is completely otherworldly, completely above creation. Warum? The reason for this is, Baal is the law, durch Tfille is an anöfen, as der Adam heupt sich heup, bekoyach atzmai. 
Davening is something that comes from the person. It's his work, it's his investment and his involvement in the, in, in the davening. On er is the chamadu du mugbal. A human being, no matter what he does, is limited. Is oich zainaliyeh b'medide vagbala. So although, yes, it says you reach to shamaima, but who? Who is reaching to shamaima? The human being is reaching shamaima, and therefore there has to be a limitation to this. On the rebbe, ver to rechdem oivgetanen velt, oich norazah ilui vosis nachalts be'erech habriyeh. It still has somewhat a relation to the existence and the limitations of the world. You can't say that this is a real change and literally something completely new, unrelated to, to creation altogether. This is only when you get elevated to a place which is totally out of range, completely unrelated to the, to the place and the existence of the world. And that's where Taita comes in. Therefore, the conclusion of the Gemara is, human being is created to toil in Taita. Taita. Because the Taita, even after it descended here below, is the Taita. It remains unchanged. The Taita of Hashem, which is bleak, completely unlimited. So being that the Taita is completely higher than creation, that's what Taita is, and it's the Abish's Taita. It's Taita is not the creation of, of man's turning to Hashem, to Davin, with his own feelings and so on. Taita is Hashem's Taita. It's his Chachma, it's his Taita that's coming from above to below, and even when it descends here below, it remains completely and purely Hashem's Taita. The Hibir, therefore the Taita has the power to pile Zayin, Ashinu in the Metzias from Welt, it could completely elevate and, and totally change the world. Till to be able to completely and totally change the world to become a new entity. Taita completely can change the nature of the world. And that's the ultimate purpose of creation of man. To, to completely change the Metzias of the world. Aber, however, here we come back to the other point, but the Gemara doesn't go straight to the conclusion that Man is created for the purpose to toil in Taita. The Gemara starts off with Hamamalacha, then Hamalsich, and then it comes to Hamal Taita. So in order to have this power, to elevate the world, to bring it to a level that's higher, outside, so to speak, of creation itself, to completely renew creation, you first must have the other two steps that Gemara speaks about, which is to fully refine the existence of the world within the framework of creation. Therefore, the order, the way the Gemara presents a, per- a person's Aveda in this world is first Amal Malacha, to toil and labor. Being involved in working in the world the way Taita demands it should be, as the Rebbe brought before from the Friedrich Rebbe Siche with the Amun and the Eibishte. Was durch dem is a Mesach in die Welt, sie soll sein in an Zier von Kedusha. So by this he rectifies the world itself, that it should be in the proper form of holiness. Not going away from the world, but affecting the existence of the world itself. That's the first stage. Aber Mamalach allein is nicht maspik. But just the toil within labor in world itself, that's not sufficient. The kavana is as Eilam Zonit Blyden, Bimamodai Umatsovai. 
The ultimate purpose is not that the world should remain within its condition of what it is. from including even when you add to it the Amun and the and you infuse in the world that level of godliness, of holiness, which is limited to the world. Then comes the next idea the Gemara says, the Amal which refers to davening. To elevate the world to a place which is higher than the limitations of the world. As far as a person can reach with his own power, which is what davening is. After a person does his utmost and this ultimate level of perfection that you come to through Amal Malacha, Amal Masiche, within the world, then now comes the Amal Taira, what is the power of Amal Taira? Zayinig Mushrish, and that's Musi is Barach. Taira, which is rooted within the very essence of Hashem Himself, so Eftan Achidish in the Bria. To bring the very essence of Hashem into the world, which brings something completely novel and new into the world. And this is what fulfills the ultimate purpose of creation. To create a dwelling for Hashem in this world below. That the Tachtainim themselves, the lowest elements of creation, become completely renewed. In other words, if it would be without the introduction of Amal, Malacha and Amal Sikha, so then drawing Taita into the world will just overpower the world. The world would not at all be a Kaili to say that the Tachtainim themselves get elevated into this new Chiddush that we're bringing into the world. But only after you have the Amal Malacha and Amal Sikha by elevating the world to its Shlemus that a human being can bring the world to, then you continue with Amal Taita. Amal Taita brings. Atmos into the world, and it actually reaches every single element of the Tachtainim themselves. On the mitzvahs move on. So with this we understand as Dafke the mitzvahs on the seder from Ale Drei Sugi Amal. It's only when you have, and it's in this order of all three of these types of toiling: Amal Malacha, Amal Sicha, and Amal Teira. Is Mazber Umatim Dem Inyum from Adam Laamal Yula. This explains. And with this, we could fully appreciate the idea of Adam la'amal yula that man is created to toil. A person looks at his life, and, it's, and the, the, the Pasik says, Adam la'amal yulad, and you see that this idea of yulad actually exists in your life in many different parts of your life. It exists literally and physically when you have to work physical labor. It exists on a higher level when you toil to perfect yourself and to come closer to Hashem, to find your true identity and connection connecting to something higher than just the physical, and it exists in Taita. So the truth is we can see, and the Gemara is telling us all those aspects of toiling that you see in your life, it's all part of one goal and one purpose that it's coming to reach. Through all these three different types of toiling, on one hand it's a Chiddush, it's atzmos, you're bringing teireh, but where are you bringing it into? Maise bereishis, into the, into the lowest elements of creation. With this you become a partner. With Hashem in creation, you become similar to Hashem himself. This is the purpose of creation. And as the Rebbe pointed out before, this is when a person feels the ultimate goodness in the world when he fulfills his purpose of, of creation or Hashem's intention and in creation to create the Dira for the Abish in the world.
Now we come back to Eretz Yisrael. So just like this is true regarding a Yid's serving Hashem, the Eibishter in this world in general. The purpose of creation is to transform the world through the toil of Teire, which is higher than the existence of creation. But in order to accomplish this, you must first have the steps of toil and labor and toil and siche, which refers to davening. The same is also true regarding Eretz Yisrael, which is the land of Yidin. Eretz Yisrael is was first given to seven nations. With the Kavana on Tachlis, but what's the purpose? As Yidin zollen ihr Koivish sein, the Yidin should conquer this land on Ibermachen. The idea is that yes, it's going to belong to other nations, and it's going to be a place that's very low, but now you're going to transform this place. From Eretz Agayim, from a land belonging to Goyim, Zalveran, Eretz Yisrael, and Eretz Akaidish, that it should become the land of Yidin, a holy land. A land, a land, was an ear is Meir Begiloi, the Eira Teira, a place. A land where it's revealed the light of Taira in this land. Which is, as the Rebbe explained before, the idea of Taira is bringing a revelation of Hashem into the world which is higher than the existence of the world. This begins in the lifetime of Avram Avinu. That's when the process begins in, in transforming the Eretz, the land, Ibimachen. In other words, not just to introduce from above to below something higher into the land, but to actually transform the land itself. You got to elevate the Tachtaim. And this starts in the lifetime of Avram, was done as Givendi as from Shnei As the Gemara tells us, this began the period of the 2,000 years related to bringing Taira into the world. On Avram, Hischilahar, the Medr says Avram is the one that began illuminating the world. So, Balaichten mit dem Eure Lekiv was his Hecher from Welt. The Chiddush of Avram was, he introduced into the world a level of godliness that's higher than the limitations of the world. On Zayn is Beinenos. And his contemplation, his realization of who Hashem is, began, as the Medrash describes, his Bainanos Kidabai. Avramavinu contemplates properly on his level. Omal, meaning this is with toil, with hard work. Without hard work. If someone says he achieves without this, don't believe this. It's impossible. In the Bira Welt, the Nach, he, he looked into the world, into the Bira palace or the world, the Nach in Shemesh Vachulu, Durch Velchas Kumt, Shefa Vachulu in Welt. So he looks into the world and the sun and all the other powers of nature into the world, which through them you see the Ashpa coming into the world, these powers of nature that provide for the world. Biz, as es is Gikumen, the Maskana, as Yesh Balabayas Labirizu. And finally, he came to the conclusion that there must be a boss, a creator for this world. So he looked at the Bira, then he looked at the Shemesh, the Nacht, the Rebbe says, afterwards he looks at the Shemesh of all the powers of nature, and this led him, in other words, the Rebbe is trying to point out, I think, that his Isbaninus was gradual, with hard work, he went higher and higher. He began from the lowest, and the point over here is to transform and elevate from the lowest levels. So Avraham Avinu starts with looking simply, Begashmis, at the physical world, at the Bira itself, and then looking higher than that into the powers of nature like the sun and the stars and all the natural forces in the world. And from there going higher and higher until he comes to the Ebishter himself, Yesh Palabayis Lubirizu. 
And then, bis zu dem einer Reich von dem Balabais in der Bire, until he comes to understand who Hashem is, how infinitely greater than creation Hashem is, totally einer Reich removed from this world he is. Kamayma Chazal, as Chazal tell us, interesting that Rebbe uses this term, Maima Chazal, this is the Lashon that Alter Rebbe says in Teira Er, Loi zehi ikira holakos mashaelim is mishavim mimenavachulu. This is not the, the, the primary existence of Hashem, the fact that He creates this world. So ultimately, Avraham Avinu came to the conclusion, not only yesh balabayis labirizu, but this that Hashem created the world is not the true existence of, of Hashem. Hashem is way above this. So here the Rebbe is uh, taking the whole point of the Sikha, about the gradual steps of Amal Malacha, Amal Sikha, and then you come ultimately to Amal Teire. That's also the steps of Ramavinu himself went through in his, his Bainanus, Kidaboi, one step higher and higher, and it has to dafka go in this gradual way. If you want that that ultimate level of understanding of the greatness of Hashem higher than the world should also impact the lower levels, should also relate back and elevate the simple and physical elements of existence. So now regarding the land of Eretz Yisrael itself, Kidei as the Eretz Ozaina Keli in order that the land should be a vessel for the revelation of Teireh. For Avram was his hechaf and velt, the light of Torah that Avram brings, which is higher for the, uh, than the world. So we want the world, the oretz. The idea is to transform the oretz itself, that it should be a kaili for this revelation. So the very land itself becomes eretz Yisrael or a holy land. So you first must have a malmalacha, a place where there is toil and labor physically in the world, and then Amal Sikha, and from there you can bring Amal Teireh, and then the world itself will be a keli for this revelation of Amal Teireh. So therefore, the fact that he saw that the people in Eretz Yisrael are busy, are occupied, meaning they're working hard in, in the labor of the land, so you have there the first step of is given the So then this was the preparation for the next step. So now you have the next step, which is to bring davening into the world, to elevate the world to the next level. And this is here by the fact that Avram Avinu davens and says, He's davening to Hashem. I wish that my portion should be in this land. So Avram Avinu is not simply davening and requesting something from Hashem, but he's actually taking what he sees, which is the first step of elevating the land, and now introducing the next level of Amal Sikha, the davening. And then this is the introduction that brings to Zosayin the Eretz, so Avram Now this land will be granted to Avram and his descendants. They then could not transform this land itself. On which it's going to shine the light of Torah. Which is completely higher than creation. So this is the, the explanation of the Rebbe here, the significance of what Avram Avinu sees, the Amal Malachi in the land. And therefore Hashem says, this is the place where I'm going to give your descendants the land to bring Teire into it. Because Dafku, when you have the Amal Malachi and Amal Siche, does the land itself become a Keli for the light of Teire, not just to shine in this place, but to transform and elevate the land itself.